I think leaders inspire followers. They inspire vision. That becomes a shared vision. It's not the vision of one you know, leader. It's the vision of a collective. Mm-hmm. And that together, they work to achieve a different world. That's Robert Acton, the CEO of Cost Strategy Partners, who's on a mission to help other nonprofits achieve their own. Every organization, every 501c3 charitable organization in the country is governed and led by volunteer board members. And believe it or not, not all of these board members are highly engaged. Folks, welcome to episode 36. And on today's short listen, you'll get to learn all about Cost Strategies oversight, how they manage pushback, and why a shared vision is so important for these nonprofits. Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards, and this interview took place back in January during our Reliers 100 Top Impact Companies campaign. And what a pleasure it was to speak with all these tremendous minds who are just trying to make the world a better place. I hope you enjoyed this interview as much as I did. So please, everybody, welcome the real Robert Acton. All right, we're going to go live in three, two, one. And we are back again, back in business for episode 36 of the Reliers podcast with the CEO of Cause Strategy Partners. Please welcome the real Robert Acton. Hey, Kevin. Great to be with you. Well, thanks for coming on the show. You know, it's amazing stuff that Cost Strategy Partners is doing. And, and it's one of the reasons why uh, Cost Strategy Partners is ranked number one in the really is 100 top impact companies of 2019. A lot of people applied, but only a few got on the list. And Robert, uh, today we want to talk about how you got on the list and what Cost Strategy Partners is doing to make the world a better place. But beforehand... We want to know and get to know the real Robert Acton. So who is the real Robert Acton? All right. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure, Kevin, to be with you today and to talk about uh, our listing in the Real Leaders 100. We're thrilled about that and um, thankful to be a part of the, the, the group of folks that are demonstrating um, social impact through through profitability and business. Um, who am I? Um, I would say I'd start by saying I'm a I'm a cause oriented person. I sometimes call myself kind of a causey. Um, I, I I have spent my career in the nonprofit sector, and so one of my real passions is helping causes doing good work in our communities, our society, um, to be led and governed by organizations that. That, that, that have the, the top talent in place to really help those organizations achieve mission. Um, I, as I mentioned, I've spent my career in the sector. I spent 12 years as a nonprofit CEO of two different organizations, a legal aid organization in Chicago, uh, Taproot Foundation in New York. And, um, and so, um, you know, developing that cause, that passion around helping people achieve their missions, helping organizations achieve their missions is pretty central to who I am. Um, I would say I'm also, uh, uh, um, you know, somebody who, who likes to live life in a pretty authentic and transparent way. Um, I, I hope with integrity and, um, I hope that others would say that, um, you know, part of my leadership style is, is pretty accessible and fun. Well, there's no doubt about it that you're not just talking the talk, but walking the walk and, and. I want to talk about um, kind of what the focus is of cost strategy partners. Um, What do you do and and how are you really driving impact in today's day and age? 
Great. Uh, so Cause Strategy Partners is working to help build strong leadership for the nonprofit sector. And our focus is largely on the nonprofit boardroom. Um, every organization, every 501c3 charitable organization in the country is governed and led by volunteer board members. And, you know, what I've seen over the course of my career and certainly over the years that I've been, um, that I founded and led uh, cost strategy partners is that all levels of engagement, you'll see boards that are really operating on all cylinders and, you know, they're performing the function well and they're net contributors and they're driving strategy and the like. But you'll see a whole lot of boards that, that that doesn't reflect organizations that are led by folks who boards who board members aren't showing up. They're not engaged. They're not really shaping strategy. Maybe they're spending the entire meeting on their phone, kind of taking naps. Um, and so our passion is to find top talent in communities, um, oftentimes in partnership with Fortune 500 companies and professional service firms, recruit that talent to serve on nonprofit boards, match them to causes that really resonate with their own personal values, personal cause areas, personal passions. And then once we get them elected to those boards, train and support them. We set very high expectations around what nonprofit board service looks like. And so we are, are training them around those expectations, helping them be, um, you know, that, that board member that's kind of the optimal performer, fully engaged, helping shape strategy, helping drive resources, opening doors to networks of individuals, delivering their professional skill in the nonprofit boardroom and, and providing um, fiduciary oversight for the organization. Interesting. So I'm, I'm just trying to conceptualize this. So if you're bringing on someone onto the board um, and to and grow awareness and say, uh, these are the, the nonprofits that we can be a part of. These are the so, so social responsibility principles we can involve in our company. Now, I, I got to imagine you get you have to have some type of pushback um, from some people at some point in time. And for those people that might give you pushback um, for your ideals or, or coming onto this board, what do you tell them? Yeah, well, if it if it if it's a if it's a pushback coming from a professional who you know maybe we're talking to about board service, I I invite the pushback and I don't push back on them because the truth is board service is a real commitment. It's a real set of role. It's a real role. It's a real set of responsibilities, and you do no one a favor. Uh, you don't do yourself a favor. You certainly don't do the organization a favor. You don't do the clients or beneficiaries of that organization a favor by taking a seat on a board, you know, maybe getting your name on the letterhead or your picture on the website, but then not being a contributor. Right. So if, if, if a professional who's, who is exploring board service is saying, oh, that sounds like a lot of time. It is. They're saying, oh, it sounds like it's going to cost me some money. It will. Um, and so no pushback at all. I, we're firm believers in placing board members who understand the commitment and are excited and energetic about stepping up to help. Um, you know, not surprisingly, we don't get a lot of pushback from our nonprofit partners as well. Right. They're looking for um, fully engaged, high impact board members. Um, I, you know, if our, our, if if there is any pushback, it probably comes when we're in the world. Um, building relationships with our corporate partners and our foundation partners. And I think they're just kind of 
new to this model of, um, of, of a board placement program operating on a national scale that, you know, is, is sort of placing um, board members just at, at some degree of scale. To date, over the last four years, I think we've placed 371 board members on 201 nonprofit organizations, boards in six cities. So um, typically board placement has been very much a organization driven activity. There haven't been these kind of intermediary placement organizations out there. It's a lot of people who work on executive search, but not so much on governance. Mm -hmm. And so I think the sector is getting used to this idea of of an intermediary making great connections for nonprofits um, with corporate and business and community leaders. Wow. It's a 371 in six cities now. Uh, what's the vision going forward? I mean, this could have a, a huge impact. You're going directly to the person who's making all the decisions. Um, what's the vision for cost strategy partners? Yeah, well, well, right now it really does revolve in many ways around um, geographic expansion and, and sort of increasing our ability to serve uh, not just, you know, the six cities we're operating in, but but the, the, the country as a whole. Um, so our, our vision is to um, scale at, in appropriate ways and in, 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 in thoughtful ways so that the, there's never a dilution of the model itself, which has really been the key to our growth and success, that we are, are very passionate about board service. We believe very firmly in fully engaged board service. We set those high expectations. We train board members that we place around those expectations. So there's there's a tremendous need in every community. In fact, uh, um, as we've expand, had conversations with partners in Houston, um, you know, they've sort of just said there's such a need for this. Uh, so we're finding that in every city we, we begin, um, we begin conversations with strategic partners in the nonprofit sector and corporate partners about, about uh, providing that service. There's just a wide embrace. Um, so there's a lot of opportunity, uh, but we want to do it in thoughtful ways and in ways that, that will always deliver the impact that ultimately is what this is all about. And I can only imagine the impact that you're making. I mean, could you provide us with an example or your favorite story about how Cost Strategy Partners has made an impact on a company or, or organization? Sure. Um, yeah, you know, I, I would say with 371 board placements, we've got 371 stories. Um, what, but, but one of the things we do try to do whenever possible is place board members through our board lead program, which is sort of our signature program. And in fact, some people know Cause Strategy Partners, the name of our firm. Board lead, the signature program, is, is increasingly more recognizable to folks. Um, but um, when we place folks through board lead, our board placement training and support program, we, uh, we oftentimes will try to send in more than one board member at the same time from a cross section of our corporate partners. So maybe somebody from Google, somebody from JP Morgan Chase, somebody from uh, Motorola Solutions. And when, we're, when we do that, they have the ability uh, to really transform in many ways the culture of an underperforming board. You know, it's, it's one thing to send one person into a board of 15 who's ready and raring to go. But when you send three people from, with divergent skill sets, with high expectations, with training and support, they sort of approach board service as a collective in a way that can really raise all boats, that can really affect the overall performance of the culture of that board. And we've seen that happen in, in many instances. I mean, 
One of my favorite examples is an organization that we've been working with over a couple of years here in uh, New York City in the Bronx. Um, and, and that organization had, you know, what's what you would typically call a friends and family board, a founder who had, you know, had a, picked off a few friends and a couple of right. family members. And that board was really not meeting. They really weren't delivering value. They really weren't driving resources. They really weren't providing the the function that a board is supposed to. So we were able to sort of help that organization transfer transform from a friends and family board that that had very little impact to a board that where we placed in in one fell swoop five incredible professionals from from companies across New York City um, who had again had those high expectations, gone through the training and support, and just out of the gate started to deliver what board service actually looks like. I um, I've I've worked closely with that organization as a consultant as well as having placed board members. And you know one of my one of my the highlights of my last four years was going to a fundraiser, the first fundraiser this organization had grown that had been led by board members we placed. I think it raised $100,000, which is terrific for a smallish organization that's early stage. And, and, and to see the, those board members acting as door openers, as resource generators, um, you know, it, it, was, it was just incredibly fulfilling to see the impact that they're able to have when they sort of live out those commitments in that training that we were trying to instill. Well, obviously working with all these board members, all this training, requires a lot of leadership. Um, the next question I'll ask is, is what would you say your definition of a real leader is? Yeah, it, it, I love that question. Um, you know, I, I when I think of leadership, I, I think of um, leadership requires followers. It requires people who are sort of willing to believe in the vision of, of a leader who's pointing the direction, you know, in a visionary way and saying, we're here today, but we can be there tomorrow. But it, it requires willful followers, followers who aren't sort of forced into it. You know, they're, oh, yeah, I'll follow this guy because I'm a paid employee and that's just what I have to do. But people, I think leaders inspire followers. They inspire vision. That becomes a shared vision. It's not the vision of one you know, leader, it's the vision of a collective mm. and that together they work to achieve a different world. Um, you know, and so it's, like it, it, I think leadership is, is really, um, it, it's, you know, in a world where we don't always see strong leaders at, at the highest levels of government and society and otherwise, I, I think um, leadership that, that works is inspiring. It's visionary. And it has the power to to really transform um, issue areas, communities, and societies because it, it, it there are followers. There's a group of people who are collectively um, seeking to have impact. I love that. I that love was that. a long definition. It wouldn't fit into the uh, you know the Webster's dictionary. Probably. No, I, I'll, I'll break it down the four words: inspiring a shared vision. I really. I really like that a lot. Collective vision. Um, yeah. Well, Robert, um, you know, where can more companies, if they're watching this, uh, if they're uh, reading your story, if, if um, they're just listening to this on audio, where can they yeah. uh, find more information about cost strategy partners? Yeah. And, and I'd love to have those conversations. We work with, you know, very large Fortune 500 type companies, some of those that I've named, but, but we also work with smaller 
um, companies that are that are eager to connect their executives and employees to, to purpose-filled activity. And nonprofit board services among the most purpose-filled. It's also leadership development and the like. So would would welcome those conversations. Um, the best way to get a hold of us, frankly, is to go to our website, causestrategypartners.com. Again, that's causestrategypartners.com. Um, there's a contact form. Um, shoot us an email and we can be in touch. You can also learn, obviously, a good deal about our work and um, areas of service and our team and the like, um, but would very much welcome um, those those companies that are interested in pursuing societal impact while doing good, while doing business, while being profitable. Uh, um, board service is a great starting point. We'd love to have those conversations. So go to the website, causestrategypartners.com. And folks, thanks for tuning in. You can also find uh, Cost Strategy Partners again on the magazine, now available in newsstands across all of North America, airport lounges, you name it. It's there. Cost Strategy Partners is definitely having a big impact, uh, hence while they're on the list. And we have our copies in the office here as well, Kevin. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, Robert, thank you so much for coming on the show today. Any last words? Uh, you know, I just want to say congrats again to the Real Leaders 100. I know this is an inaugural list and we have Forbes 500 and Inc. 5000, but to create a list that demonstrates businesses that are succeeding in part um, or in large part by by really looking at social impact and, and sort of the shadow that we cast on the world and making sure that's a, a positive shadow. I just have huge respect for the vision behind this list and kudos to you and, and your team for the role in that. Well, we're trying to inspire a shared vision, like you said. So for Robert Acton, I'm Kevin Edwards telling you all to keep it real. <laughs>